Hey, and welcome back to the Play vs. Power Up podcast. My name is Scott Reed, and I'm the user experience researcher at Play Versus, and I also moonlight as the host of this podcast. Play Versus is now celebrating its five-year anniversary of bringing esports to high schools across the country, and we often hear from our coaches and parents of players that they want to know more about the opportunities in the esports and games industry after high school, beyond just playing professionally. For our first batch of episodes, we've been interviewing professionals in the esports and games industry and learning about what they do, how they got there, their advice for high schoolers, and really hopefully, you know, demystifying all the really exciting opportunities that are out there. If you've listened to the prior two episodes, you've already heard a lot about community management and narrative design, as well as writing for video games. Today, we're going to learn a bit more about the business and operations side of video games from Jackie Edwards and Prince Arrington, who are two superstars at Bad Robot Games. They describe some of the unsung heroes of video games, you know, the people who are behind the scenes scheduling those meetings, making those deadlines, and creating the collaborative environments that power your favorite game studios. Maybe you've heard of Bad Robot. It's the production company founded by J.J. Abrams, the power behind some of your favorite movies and TV shows, including recent Star Wars movies, for example. Jackie and Prince talk about their roles as chief of staff and director of operations, respectively, at Bad Robot's up-and-coming game studio. And they also talk about the importance of fostering a positive team environment, including some really great advice for anyone, whether you are a mover and shaker in the video game industry like Prince and Jackie, or maybe you just want to help lead a really positive and inclusive esports team at your high school. I had so much fun chatting with Jackie and Prince, and I know I learned a ton. So let's get right into it. Hi, I'm Jackie. I'm Jay Quellen to most. Um, where am I from? I'm originally from California, all over California. Um, I grew up as a seedling in Northern California, Bay Area, stand up. I have to, I have to. Um, and then I migrated down to Southern California, beautiful, sunshiny Southern California. And uh, I recently made a huge life decision and moved to glorious Raleigh, North Carolina. So this is new. Valley Girl in the South. I'm actually Chief of Staff um, to our CEO at Bad Robot Games, and it's super rad. I love it here. And I'm Prince. I'm the Director of Operations at Bad Robot Games. Um, uh, I was born and raised in North Carolina. I uh, lived there pretty much all of my life. Um, about eight years ago, I up and moved to Vancouver, uh, BC. Um, it was an amazing life experience, highly recommended. Uh, but now I'm back in North Carolina. Uh, I'm, I'm still a country boy at heart, so uh, home is home. Uh, partly what I do, mostly studio logistics is what I, what I handle at the studio. Um, so if there's anything that needs to be done, processes, pipelines that need to be created that don't exist, um, I do that along with uh, Jackie uh, as well. 
Okay, great. So North Carolina represents. Um, what what else is going on in North Carolina in terms of the the video game and kind of media industry? Are there other companies besides Bad Robot Games? What's the vibe like out there for for people in the industry? Yeah. Um, so for growing up in North Carolina, um, going to college in North Carolina, there wasn't a lot of opportunity like to to get into games, even if you were a gamer. Um, but what I learned as I graduated college that there are lots of studios in North Carolina, right? Like um, uh, Red Storm's there, uh, they're part of Ubisoft. I worked there. Uh, Epic Games is there. Uh, I worked there as well. Well, um, and there's a couple of other studios there as well. Uh, we're fully remote, so we're peppered all across the United States, some in Europe, some in Canada. Uh, so it's actually pretty awesome to be at a fully remote studio where you can work anywhere. All you really have to navigate is like the time zones. We do have a home base, kind of, uh, with Battle Robot Productions in uh, Santa Monica. Uh, so we do spend, Jackie and I do spend quite a bit of time in Santa Monica at Battle Robot Productions, uh, doing logistics for some stuff that we're doing internally. I think a lot of people listening probably have heard of Bad Robot before. Maybe, you know, they saw a slide before a movie like Star Wars, something like that. Why don't you just give an introduction to what Bad Robot Games is? Maybe they didn't even know that there was this wing of the company. Yeah, definitely. So you may have heard of a fellow named J.J. Abrams. Um, <laughs> we actually work alongside the production side of Bad Robot um, in their games division, essentially. Um, we're fairly new here. Um, our goal is to kind of just bring in cross media, cross media with everything. Um, a great example and recent example of that of what that may look like is the show, are we, are we allowed to say shows and stuff? The Last of Us on HBO Max. <laughs> Don't plug HBO Max though, Scott. <laughs> the Last of Us on HBO. Um, that's a prime example of combining cross media with movies, games, etc. cetera. Uh, we really definitely want to propel that um, kind of as our mission, essentially, in the next chapter of games. Got it. And about how many people uh, work for this division of, of Bad Robot, the games division specifically? We're sitting at 50 and growing steadily and happily. Love that. Okay. Better than growing unhappily, I guess. I, right. I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely want to dive into, you know, some of the, you know, recent work you did. You mentioned you're flying into Santa Monica, doing some work there. Um, but let's let's go back in time to when you both were in high school, and tell me a little bit about what high school was like. What were you doing? What were you What were you interested in in high school? Uh, so my high school experience was was kind of odd, right? Like, uh, so I was super shy, super introverted. Uh, Extremely thoughtful um, and empathetic, but I was a nerdy gamer. Um, and back when I was in high school, that wasn't a cool thing to be. Um, so you spent a lot of time hiding it. <laughs> uh, but I loved playing golf. I loved comic books. I loved uh, movies, cartoons. I uh, loved riding motorcycles. Um, I was kind of a, a, I lived in both worlds. I tried to straddle the, the nerd realm and the cool kid realm. And I kind of just balanced in the middle. Uh, but it was definitely living two lives. Like it was, uh, it was very different than um, you know. I didn't grow up the cool kid. I wasn't in the 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 cool clique, but I was adjacent 
to the cool click. So it was, it was good enough to get me through. Um, and by the time I got to college, it, 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 I was wide open. So <laughs> my, my high school years were, were preparing me for to go crazy in, in college. But, it, you know, it was, it was I would have changed how I grew up anyway, because I think it made me, um, you know, I'm able to communicate with with all kinds of different people because I lived a bunch of different existences, because at that time you kind of had to. Um, but uh, things are a lot better now. I'd rather grow up a gamer now than growing up a, a gamer in a uh, a blurred back in, uh, you know, when I was in high school, I'm not going to date myself. Was there a particular subject or area of academics, Prince, that you were passionate about when you were in high school? Maybe you could talk a little bit about kind of, you know, how you decided what college to go to and, and what you studied in, in college. Um, so in high school, there wasn't really a, a course that I cared about a ton. Like I kind of, I kind of did well in school, um, but there was no subject that I was super passionate about until probably my senior year when um, they offered programming classes. Um, and so I did that and kind of fell in love with it, but didn't think anything about programming um, initially. I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. Um, I knew how to type, so I, you know, I was pretty good at it. It was a lot of problem solving, so I kind of enjoyed it. Um, but what what how I decided where I was going to go to college was um, two things. My father went to NC State University, so I grew up um, around that college and on that college's campus. Um, and then my best friend in high school was also going to go to NC State, and we we're going to room together. So like that was kind of the driving force, um, close to home, uh, best friend, roommate, um, and uh, they had a great computer science uh, uh, program. Uh, and I was a huge state fan, so it kind of all worked out. Um, but I didn't really have a plan going into college to be a programmer. I was actually pre-med in, in uh, college um, until I took organic chemistry and quickly realized that it was not for me. And I switched to computer science and psychology. So that's my journey uh, through high school and college and how I ended up where I ended up. Thanks. But I still at that point did not think I was going to end up in games. Um, I thought I was gonna be writing code at, you know, IBM or, or Nortel or somewhere else. Um, but um, once I got out of college and started finding programming jobs, I realized it wasn't fun. I didn't enjoy it. Um, it made money, but it wasn't something I was passionate about. I didn't wake up every morning not being able to wait to program. Um, and so I ended up just falling into the games industry while I was, I was leaving a company I was working for. I saw that Red Storm was, was hiring QA folks. Um, and I was like, I'll try this out until I find a real job. Um, and then that was 22 years ago. So you were, you were stuck. You, you really found yourself in the, the games industry then. What did you, what did you like about working in QA at that time? Um, for me, it was something brand new that I had never done. And even when I was learning to write code, I never liked writing code. I liked fixing code. I liked finding the problems and figuring out how to solve them. Uh, and so that's what kind of drew me to QA was, okay, my job is to find problems and report them. Um, and because um, I was actually really good at it, um, it was fun for me. Um, it, I had to be organized. I, I had to find new ways to do things, trying to repro issues. Um, it's just a super creative role. And like getting into the industry, the great thing about QA is you learn a lot about all of the departments. Um, and so I just felt like I learned. Um, a ton about a lot of things and you know just in as you show promise i just kind of worked my way through qa um and then i got into production 
which was a blast. Um, but yeah, I just love the, the problem solving aspect, working with all the teams, uh, communicating at all levels of the, the studio. Um, when I was in QA, I would travel, I would go to you know, uh, industry events, uh, industry parties, uh, anywhere we were showing the game, they would always send me because I was able to talk to people. Um, and that's kind of how it turned into a production role. I consider myself an omnivert. So I was able to, you know, go to these events, interact with fans and other uh, and press. Uh, but also at the studio, I was able to communicate very, you know, I knew how to communicate with introverts. Um, and so it just it just it was something that I was just good at. I was passionate about and it never got old. It was always something new. Every day wasn't the same. Um, and then there's like really nothing like the feeling of, of starting a game from scratch and being there when it finishes um, and then it gets released and people love it. Some people hate it, but people love it. And, you know, you had a part in it. Um, and so when I think about QA and how integral it is in the development process, um, I'm happy I chose that path because um, it taught me a lot about a lot. Great. And for someone who's listening, who is like um, QA, what, what is that? What's your elevator pitch for what, you know, a person in QA does? Um, so QA is quality assurance. So the short version is that their job is to find issues with the game, whether it's defects, whether it's, um, you know, is it fun? Um, so some of it's subjective feedback, um, but it's just, you know, your job is to go in there and make the game better, whatever that means. Um, if that's finding bugs, whatever, if that's finding, uh, you know, pitching ideas, if you're at a studio that's open to it, pitching ideas that make the game better, uh, because you play the game more than anybody in the studio, uh, maybe next to the designers, right? So, um, you know, you're intimately familiar with every aspect of the game, so you learn how to break it. I still do that when I play games. After I do the first playthrough, I'll find ways to try to break it, uh, just something to do. Um, but, um, you know, it's just one of those roles that big picture is your job is to tell people their baby's ugly. Uh, so having strong communication skills um, is huge, all right? Because, um, uh, you know, not everybody can do that. Like developers can be, you, anybody can be sensitive about something they're working on. And if your job is to tell them it's broken or it doesn't work or it's not fun, there's a tact to it. There's an art to it. And there's an art to QA, which, um, you know, it's a huge misconception. You just go in and play the game. Um, the reality is you're going in and you're playing a broken game. Um, so it takes a ton of patience um, and ability to communicate um, effectively with others. Uh, teamwork's huge because usually you're not playing in a vacuum. You're usually doing some multiplayer, doing some co-op or something. So, um, you know, it just teaches a lot about the industry and how it works, how the departments work together, how the systems work together. Um, and it's, it's just, if, if you are looking to get in the industry and you're struggling, that's just a good place to start. A lot of people start there, get their foot in the door. Some people stay in and are lifelong QA because they love it. Um, some people use, you know, I have, I've had artists, producers, audio folks, uh, animators uh, come through QA um, as direct reports to me and, you know, move out of QA and into other roles. Some of them are running studios now, some of them are, you know, doing stuff in some of my favorite games. So it's amazing just to to be able to help greenhouse people through QA. And it's just, a, it's an amazing place if you want to learn about a lot in a very short amount of time. Okay, yeah, that's that's really great advice. So QA sounds like a great place to start um, and where a lot of people in the industry start. I think I've heard that, heard that before as well. All right, Jackie, 
So I heard a rumor that you were kind of cringe in high school. Um, <laughs> what does that mean? What What's the real deal? What What was Jackie like in high school? Um, I was pretty well-rounded. Psych. Um, I was a loner. Um, despite engaging in extracurricular activities, newsflash, um, you heard it here first. I used to be a cheerleader. I don't know if you can tell. Um, are we surprised? Probably not. Um, but I was the loneliest of lonely cheerleaders because I would rush home after practice to play Neopets and like Club Penguin and stuff like that. And I knew from there, I was like, oh man. And I would, um, kind of just slap in Tomb Raider on the original PlayStation. Am I dating myself? No, because right. if I if I said what I was doing, I would have dated myself. You're, okay, you're, cool, cool, cool. Good. I was like, oh, yikes. Oh, great. Um, and I was rushing home to watch Sailor, Sailor Moon and Pokemon. Um, so yeah, I was like well-rounded on the outside, but totally, totally nerded out at home. As soon as I got home, I'm a real introvert. Um, I'm like, yeah, 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 everything's great. And then when I got home, I was like, man, I'm exhausted. What is this? Um, so I realized I was an introvert very young on, very early on in life. Um, let's see, high school. My favorite subject was definitely math, specifically calculus. Ew, Jackie, ew, 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 you're such a nerd, ew. But <laughs> I had a completely different trajectory starting out um, culturally. I went to school at San Francisco State University. Woo! at State Schools. We love a good state school in California. Um, I went for registered nursing. Everyone, shock, insert shock face here. Right. So I went to school. I went and finished school for registered nursing. Actually graduated summa cum laude. Hi, it me. <laughs> She's smart. <laughs> And I hated it more than anything in this world. I knew I wasn't cut out for it. It ain't me. This ain't for me. This is not your girl. So I quickly knew that, thank goodness I grew up in California, specifically in Northern California, because there were a ton of startups at the time. And I just kind of stuck my neck out there. And it was super unorthodox. And I kind of just, I was like, hey, hire me. I'm way cooler than all these other girls that you're going to hire as an admin. And that's where I started. In the wise words of the philosopher Drake, I started from the bottom and now I'm here. So <laughs> I worked my way up and I'm like the corporate end or the business end of games. Um, and I knew I just wanted to be a part of that. And early on, I knew that it was going to blow up. Like video games, they were gonna blow up despite what everyone said about them. Like, oh, this might be a dead end, et cetera, et cetera. Kind of just to the side. And I was like, you know what? I like this. This is what I like doing, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. And then I just worked really hard, worked my way up. Um, and now I hate calculus. So here we are. Wow. Um, sorry to calculus. <laughs> sorry, calculus. Bye, girl. <laughs> what was your first kind of break into the video games industry specifically? So it was actually at a small company called Twitch. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. I've heard of them, yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. Some place that I worked at, really interesting at the time. <laughs> I loved working at Twitch, like let me, I must say. Um, and that was my first breakthrough, like truly into 
the world of being immersed in video games and the more so just the community of it, right? Because I was on the social media aspect, um, all things considered, working at Twitch. And I just, I was like, give me more. Let me just drink out of this punch bowl because it's this, this is great. Um, for me, my experience with video games is a little bit different because I was so immersed in the actual streaming part of it, the community part of it, and kind of like what our generation is with the social media and like influential aspects of everything, right? And the now of it all. Um, so I was like, wow, like, let me try my, and we've all tried our hand working at Twitch, despite what they say, we've all tried our hand at streaming one day, one time or another. It's great. Um, but it's not for the faint of heart. So, <laughs> but yeah, like that, that was my intro into gaming and more so just actually understanding the community involved and, and esports, right? And like the fan base and the fanfare behind it and like how it impacts communities. So before we dive into what you all are working on now and, and the roles that you have now, um, do you have any advice for for high schoolers? So we kind of talked about, you know, going from high school into college and, you know, now your your successful careers um, in the video games industry. Any advice for for high schoolers who might be listening who, you know, they have a passion for gaming, but they're not quite sure exactly, you know, where they want to go or or what they want to do? Yeah, I mean, if they're passionate about gaming, like that's that's the first step, right? Um, play lots of different genres. I know it's really easy to get bogged down into what you like, but play lots of different kinds of games uh, just to learn what people are doing, like what people are into and why they're into it, uh, which is which is huge. Uh, find out what you're interested in in the industry, uh, pursue it, and then do the thing, right? Like, um, don't just sit around waiting for it to happen because it's not going to work out that way. Like, start building your own games. Like, you know, there's a, tons of free tools out there. Just start building. Um, sooner or later, you'll get to a point where you know more than you knew before. Um, and so, you know, that's kind of the best way to do it. Find a mentor if you can, um, somebody that's in the industry, preferably, um, that can give you, you know, advice and, and give you uh, help on your resume, whatever. Um, and, you know, when you get in the door, get that experience when you can, right? Like, but, you know, ultimately, if you're not happy doing it, like, don't do it. Like, find out what you're interested in doing and do that. There are tons of different roles in the industry. There's bound to be one that that's interesting to you, but you know it may take you a little while to find out what you're what you're into. Uh, which for me, getting into QA was great because I got to see all the different roles and learn what they did, um, and then I got to figure out okay, that's what I'm interested in. Um, so that's my two cents. I would say just you know, this sounds so cliche, but keep at it, right? Keep at what you love. Um, stay passionate. Stay driven. Um, don't lose sight of that essentially, and no matter what it looks like in this industry, you can always go far because of how flexible our industry is. And there's always a place for someone. That's why I love working in video games because there's always a place for you here. It is truly like, despite what everyone thinks, it's truly an inclusive place. You can be whatever you want in this industry, quite frankly. Like I've been, I've worn so many hats here. It's just, it truly is like the best place, best industry for me personally to work. Um, and, you know, yeah, just keep your head up, kid. There. Mm. Great. Love it. Love <laughs> it. All right. Let's talk about what you all are working on now. Um, walk us through a typical day in the life 
of you at work? I'm sure no day is exactly like the other, but you know, what what would someone expect to to do in your your role? Um yeah, that's that's kind of a loaded question. Um for me, meetings. If you love meetings, do what we do. Um uh you know, where because Jackie and I are on the business side, uh we're we're in more meetings um than you know general game developers would normally be. Um, because we're trying to solve studio-wide problems. Right now, our 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 my day-to-day, -day, I can't speak for Jackie, but my day-to-day -day is uh, mostly dealing with contracts, dealing with legal, dealing with financial, um, you know, dealing with uh, IT, IT QA uh, report to me. So, you know, dealing with those, a lot of mentoring, uh, but generally it's, it's a lot of meetings. Uh, Jackie, how's your experience different than mine? <laughs> I'm a chief of staff. That's why I'm just kidding. I was, I, well, I'm, I am a chief of staff. Hi. Hello. Um, <laughs> You're in the same meeting I am. <laughs> I see meeting, meetings as prints. So a lot of my job um, involves like strategizing and seeing execution to success. Um, that's the best way that I could put what I do as a chief of staff. I know that sounds extremely abstract, but I assure you there's a lot more <laughs> finesse. It's hard to describe it. what we do. It's to be really honest. tough. It's really yeah. tough. I promise. We put out fires. We solve problems, and yeah. we get the blame. Like that's kind of yeah. what we do. Yes. <laughs> but it's a ton of fun. Um, no day's the same. Um, no, right. It's ever changing, and the beauty of our industry, and also being in a startup, is that we get to decide how we spend these days. Right. I know that sounds so, like I said, it sounds abstract, but we get to decide how we spend these days. We get to decide how we're productive. Uh, we get to decide what we use our time on, what projects and such. Um, and being on the business end of it, our main goal is to just kind of ensure that our people are happy and our people are, they feel good about the things that they're creating. Um, and we want to nurture that and we want to nurture everyone's creative side. Um, it's not just about pushing paper or whatever the case is. It really is creating a culture and an environment that people are happy to be in every single day. So yeah, and, and a lot of our time is spent trying to figure out how to make our studio better, right? We've all worked at other places that were, you know, semi good, really good, really bad. Um, you know, the great thing about working at a studio like ours is like we're actively involved in making it a better place. Like, how do we make it better than the last place we were, you know, that we worked at or the, you know, how do we make people's experiences at our studio better than their experiences were at their last studio? Um, so, it, I mean, you know, it, it's hard to describe what we do, but Jackie was absolutely right. Like, it, it's, uh, we get to work with amazing people on amazing stuff. Um, you know, if there's red tape, it's because we built it. It's, it's not just that red tape that exists just to exist um, and nobody knows why. Um, you know, we spend a lot of time trying to make Bad Robot Games literally the best place to work in the industry. And I saw that, you know, you guys actually won gamesindustry.biz best places to work 2022 award for the United States. How do you do this? How do you make Bad Robot a great place to work? For me, having worked at uh, a bunch of different places, um, every place has their mission and values. Uh, the one thing I'll say about Bad Robot Games, our values are are lived. Like we we you know the reason we're only fifty people 
is because we're, you know, we, we don't want to grow too fast. You grow too fast, you lose that, that culture that makes you special. Um, at, not every place does that, but it, it can happen. Once you get to the point where you don't know everybody in the studio, it's tougher to, to, to maintain uh, that culture that everybody holds so dear. Um, you know, you know, trying to make sure that we're diverse and inclusive. Like, you know, that's a bullet point on a lot of people's companies, uh, you know, homepage or whatever, but it's actually how we live. If you look at our studio holistically, it looks like the world looks. That's because we actively are trying to do that, right? Like um, being experimental, like we, we said before, another one of our values where, um, you know, this focus weeks we're doing right now is us being experimental, it's trying things, it's trying to fail fast. Um, but we've all worked at other places. We know what we don't want and we know what we do want. Uh, the challenge is getting to the what we do want that makes everybody happy. Um, and so we spend an exorbitant amount of time trying to make sure that, um, you know, we, I mean, we, did, we don't do it to get the awards. We do it because we work there and we want it to be a cool place to work. We make video games for a living. It should be fun. If we're not having fun, we're doing it wrong, right? Like, so, um, you know, that's kind of how we do it is like, we're just people that have been in the industry, a lot of veterans um, that, you know, we know what we don't want. And we, we have the ability that the only people that we have to ask what we're doing is us on a leadership team. Um, which makes it easier to be able to pivot and move quickly and adjust to things that are happening. Um, uh, so yeah, that, I think that's, I'll let Jackie answer hers, but I think that's how, how we do it from my point of view. Um, it's just trying to make bad robot games, literally the best studio that anybody's ever worked with. So nobody wants to leave. Mine is collaboration for sure. Um, I really enjoy how it feels like it finally feels like that school project that you have to do with others, but everyone is actually pulling their weight. Um, that's like the best analogy that I have. I'm like, wow, everyone's doing their part. This is going to be, we're going to get an A plus for sure. Cause everyone is pulling their weight on this project and like collaboration is key. Um, and I really appreciate how everyone has a lot of respect for one another. And we try to exercise empathy through and through in the way that we communicate with each other. Um, and that's really important, right? Because sure you can respect someone, but you should also have kind of empathy hand in hand with that, right? In being productive. And I know that sounds kind of like fluffy or cliche, but it's super important, especially when you're on a team. Um, you, you have a common goal and you wanna work together and get there as smoothly as possible. Um, and yes, we are diverse. Like, I wish younger me could see myself now. I really wish younger me could see myself now and see, like, this is so impactful for me to be me in the position that I'm in. Um, and that says a lot, right? Because way back when I was in high school, I never would have, you couldn't have told me that I would be here doing the things that I love to do, playing video games, making video games, being a part of something so much more that I'm actually passionate about. Like, that's so rad. Um, so yeah. And we just want to kind of like spread that energy, spread that vibe amongst our colleagues that quickly become friends, right? And you don't ever want to let your friends down. At least that's only when I went let my friends down. <laughs> so that's what I hold to myself kind of every day when I come to work, when I come open up my computer and I'm like, how can I make things better for everybody? Um, because I don't want to let people down, right? Like 
and because it would be letting myself down because I'm a part of this too. So. Yeah, I love that. And I think, you know, in in any workplace, we often use the word team, right, to describe people that we collaborate with. Um, you know, one organization might be made of different teams with different functions. But, you know, when you talk about how a team works together, how they collaborate, how they support each other, I think that's so true in the workplace, but also in esports too, when you're on an yes. esports team, you, yes. you need to be able to communicate effectively, you need to support each other, you need to pull your weight. Um, all of those are attributes that I think scholastic esports players in high schools are already practicing today and it will 100% serve them well in the future. Yeah, that'll definitely carry over. That definitely benefits you in the workplace. Um, despite all like everything that you hear, whatever the case is, truly that definitely helps you like great teamwork and team values definitely helps you get ahead if anything. So I think one thing that might help people listening is if you kind of connect your roles to how the game gets made. So how is your role helping getting this game that's in development released? For, for me, um, usually like the development team will come to me and say, hey, we need to talk to this person. We need to hire this person. Uh, so I work with Bad Robot Legal to come up with the, the contracts to get those sorted out. Uh, so that we can work with potential outside vendors. Um, if people need hardware, software, uh, my team handles that part. Um, acquisition of furniture even uh, is something that we do um, in the ops team. Um, so we we it, play tests. Uh, we we kind of manage those internally and externally with with partners. Um, yeah, I mean, so we're we're not directly involved in the development of the game. Um, on the biz side, but we do handle a lot of the contracts, financials. Um, the I, I have been on the dev side. Um, uh, it's different to to not be a dev, um, but it's as much work, it's as fulfilling. Um, but we we primarily make it possible for the devs to do the work they need to do to get the game shipped on time. Um, and then on the, the business side, we do whatever we have to do to make sure that the the game gets out on time, successful. Um, you know, we're not burning money. Uh, you know, that we're taking care of everybody. So, Jackie, do you wanna? Sure. Yeah. So we're there from start to finish, and I kind of view ourselves as the behind the scenes um, in regards to making video games. Um, we are the unsung heroes <laughs> of making video games. <laughs> 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 I say that because we handle literally everything, every minuscule logistic that is involved with keeping the studio going, keeping the teams together, anything that involves that and the logistics behind that requires us. Um, we're kind of the janitors of it all, right? We have to clean up, <laughs> clean up these messes right fast when it comes to business. Um, I know for myself personally, I deal with a lot of, this sounds really tedious, but scheduling. And I play a lot of Tetris with scheduling because we have to make sure we're making these deals. Everything goes through. We're all on time. We're all organized. So I play a lot of that scheduling Tetris to meet with partners, to meet with 
investors, et cetera, to go to these events, to schedule these meetings, to get our games in front of everybody, to get these demos out in front of folks, right? Um, so, yeah. I love that. And I love the idea of the unsung heroes of video game development, because I think, you know, we, when we think about making video games, maybe we think about, yeah, the designers, the programmers, um, you know, the CEOs, but we're not thinking about all of the people who are really using their leadership skills to make things happen and pull it all together. So I think this will be really valuable for, for everyone to hear, for sure. And there's tons of roles. That's the great thing about our industry. Our industry is small and there's so many different roles um, that when you find what you're passionate about, like there's likely an opportunity. Um, yeah, I mean, but unsung heroes for sure. <laughs> there's a lot of them in the industry, Yeah, but um, uh, yeah, that's us for sure. Love it. What are some of the misconceptions about working uh, in the video game industry? <laughs> Oh, wow. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. Um, Jackie, do you want to start? No. <laughs> All right. So what misconceptions about the, the, the industry? Um, uh, that making and updating games is easy and or fast um, is a huge one. Um, uh, All the bugs in a game can be found prior to launch um, is a huge misconception, especially given the um, you know, the complexity of games today, like open world games, it's just not possible. And that ship takes getting pushed out is a bad thing. Um, you know, for some reason we have in our mind that, you know, games getting pushed out is bad. Granted, we want them, but, you know, games getting pushed back are generally to make the game better and therefore your experience better. So um, off the top of my head, those are the kind of ones I can think of right now. I'm sure there's a hundred more. Um, but yeah, those are probably the top four for me. Okay, misconceptions um, in this industry. I can speak from my lens, if that's okay, if I may. Um, gosh, working at Twitch has taught me a lot about misconceptions in this industry. <laughs> Especially about being a certified girl gamer. Um, you know, they expect you, you kind of like, oh, you must be trash at playing games because you're a girl, which is not true. Because I challenge anyone to Injustice 2. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> you left out a bunch of games, though. Just <laughs> that I may have beaten her at, but whatever. Anyway, anyway, I'm not trash at playing video games. I just want the world to know and understand that. Like, I'm the best. Um, but. <laughs> Just that misconception is like, oh, you know, girls aren't great at playing video games. And it's like, come on, what year is this? Wake up, everybody. Let's go. Okay, let's go. Um, what else? Like in the streaming world, like just you have to stream specific type of content. Um, that's never, that's not true. That's not true. There's a community base for everything. Um, there's a niche out there for everybody. So like, I, that's one misconception that I don't like is that they kind of like box you in like as a, as a woman, as a gamer, as a girl gamer to have a specific aesthetic, but that's not realistic. You can do anything that you want. You can play games any way that you want. There shouldn't be any type of like ridicule judgment associated with that. So that's definitely one misconception 
that kind of grinds my gears. So, um, yeah, what else? Oh, I just thought of one uh, that grinds yeah. my gears. Um, that you have to pick a platform. Um, yes. Like, like that that drives me insane. Like I, I play PS5, I play Xbox Series X, I play PC, I play my Switch. Like I, I've never really figured out why there's this, there's this need to like crap on other platforms or 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 you know games like i it, i don't understand like i don't understand why it has to be that way all right this is a question i like to ask people um so if you were hiring for an intern uh for your current role you know someone to kind of work on your team and shadow you what are some of the qualities that you'd be looking for in an intern hmm someone eager to learn um someone that already has or is willing to understand collaborative work um i feel like that's so foundational in our industry is collaborative work um someone that's honest and about any type of like feedback for instance right and can speak up and say like, hey, you know, I feel like this could be changed or this doesn't necessarily sit right with me. Um, I, I That's definitely what I look for, someone to provide that perspective. Yeah, for me, it's, it's um, you know, just finding somebody that's a self-starter. I mean, it's, it's all around soft skills, right? Um, self-starter, strong communication skills, um, like I said, ability to collaborate, positive attitude, strong work ethic. Because um, kind of the way I look at it in terms of hiring is like skills can be taught, right? With the, the right teacher, the, the soft skills, the intangibles are harder to teach. Um, I'd rather hire somebody with no experience, but with all of the attributes I'm looking for than someone with all the attributes I'm looking for, but is a horrible person. Like, so I'd, I'd rather build, like and when I was in QA, I'd rather build the tester I wanted than to have to deal with baggage of someone with a bad attitude that did have tons of experience. Um, so, you know, having those soft skills, especially in this industry, will take you a long way. Um, but our industry is kind of right place, right time too, right? So, but if you have those soft skills, someone will take you under their wings. Someone will spend time mentoring you um, and getting you where you need to go on the skill side. Um, skills isn't everything, um, especially if you work in our industry because our industry is small. You burn bridges at two studios that you've worked with. Someone has worked with someone you know. Um, and you know that that kind of stuff, you know, our industry is small. Like don't burn those bridges. Um, just be a good person. Like we just want to make cool games with cool people um, and no drama. Um, and so like having all those soft skills is huge for hiring managers. Love it, okay. So I think maybe my last question um, is, so what I love about both of your stories that you shared is you had to start somewhere, right? You you went to college, you studied something, you explored different things, wasn't quite right. You you found yourself um, in, a, in a position in the video game industry, but you both have like really risen through the ranks and you're both in leadership positions now. How'd you do it? Like what advice do you have for someone who might be starting in, they're at the bottom of the ladder, what are what does it take to rise up those ranks? 
keep grinding. Like, you know, you might not be working on I mean, our industry is weird. Like you might work on a game you don't enjoy, but that's, it's about getting that experience, right? Like, so keep grinding, like don't get, um, you know, don't, don't get caught up in, you know, things aren't happening fast enough. You know, our industry is very right place, right time. Um, and if you're doing what you need to do, the opportunities will come, the money will come, the, the, the role you want will eventually come. Um, but, you know, if you quit, it's not gonna happen. Um, so if you are passionate about it, just keep grinding. Just be yourself, be yourself. Like, don't, don't compromise that at all in this industry. Be yourself 100%. Scott, I'll add protect your mental health. Um, Yo. Um, it's huge. Um, Yo. Um, our industry can take its toll, right? Like, it, depending on where you are, you know, if there's a culture of crunch, uh, where you know you're crunching for a year to ship a game like that will take a mental toll take your vacation time <laughs> um, right. you know protect your mental health like that's huge that's that's really great advice I mean we know that a lot of students in high school have so much pressure on them they're working really hard with academics with their extracurriculars um, you know mental health can be a struggle sometimes you mentioned you know really using your days off or vacation time talking about your feelings um is really important any other kind of like go-to mental health strategies that you both have just to refresh and stay grounded this is gonna be wild but drinking lots of water i know that sounds so wild but i'm telling you i'm telling you very california water is the elixir of life and like just making sure that you're taking care of your body and your mind is so helpful in our industry in making sure that you can be the best version of yourself every day you can come to work and you can be productive and you can make an impact you got to take care of yourself first um with physically mentally emotionally um just make time for that and balance yourself try to find balance in your work and in your personal life um, do what makes you happy. I like miniatures and <laughs> makeup and just do things that give you happiness as well in your off time. Like it doesn't have to revolve around work. Um, and that's super important for me personally is like find things outside of work. Like we love what we do here. We love what we do. We love making video games. We love video games itself. Heck, play video games after you get off work, right? Um, but just make time for yourself and make space for yourself and give yourself that grace. Um, it'll save yourself in the long run. And just to kind of add on to what Jackie's saying is it's, you know, find a safe space. Like fortunately, like I work with some of my best friends now. Um, and so I do feel like I have, I, I'm able to have safe space, space conversations with some of my coworkers because we've built that relationship. We've built that safe space space. We've all agreed that this is a safe space. Um, and same, same with outside of work, right? Like, um, I play golf. That's my safe space. Uh, video games is my safe space. I'm playing dead space right now. It's freaking me out, but it's a safe space. Um, <laughs> I got turned on all the lights in the house, but it's a safe space. Um, yeah, just, it's, it's about finding, you know, you know, something that can, you know, help whatever you're going through. Like if you don't like, I love the fact, like, this is the first place I've ever been where I felt not only did I feel seen because there were a diverse studio, like there's there's other me's, but 
we also have shared experience. So like having those safe spaces has just made it an amazing place to be because we all suffer from imposter syndrome. We all suffer from the stuff that everybody suffers from, no matter how long you've been in the industry. I've been in this industry for a, for a long time and I still feel some of that same uneasiness, unsureness of my ability that I felt 22 years ago. Um, that's real. Uh, and But I have a safe space where I can talk to Jackie about that. I can talk to other coworkers about and they just reassure me like, yeah, it's not just you. Um, and that's made my journey in the industry so much better since I've been a part of Bad Robot Games. Um, Cause I feel like I can actually be my genuine self uh, all the time. Um, and I never really felt that before. Um, so. I think I'm really hearing it in your voices, you know, like, you know, take care of, take care of yourself, take care of your mental health, but also be available for your teammates and create a culture where people can be themselves and ask for support when they need it um, is really, really crucial. Um, all right, we're at time. Thank you both so, so much for taking the time to talk with me. This has been really excellent. I think that the audience is really going to take a lot from it. So this has just been really great. Thank you again. I really, Thank really you, appreciate Scott. it. You're so rad. We appreciate you. Thank All you for right. this opportunity. Thank you, my friend. Hi.